Welcome to Breaking Form, a podcast of poetry and culture. I'm Aaron Smith. And I am James Allen Hall. For those uh, listening for the first time, we do this show in segments. We do literary games. We revisit books that we love. We gossip. We do. We interview. We shade. We laugh. And we are not for everyone. So, I took a controversial pop figure who probably is the most famous pop singer of our time, Taylor Swift, and I am going to give you Taylor Swift song titles, and you are going to give me the impression, the poem, the person, whatever, the book Mm -hmm. that comes to mind from when I give you the title. Mm -hmm. So, for example... I take Taylor's song, Delicate. What writer writes the most delicate poems that you can think of? Oh, that is a really interesting question. Oh, because, you know, I'm not like, not a fan of like delicate Mm -hmm. work, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the person who moves the most delicately between gestures Mm -hmm. in a way that you kind of can't see the seams. She sews up different elements or narratives, Mm -hmm. right? Is Catherine Barnett. I think she makes these beautiful Mm. boxes. I mean, one of her books is called the game of boxes, but she just makes these beautiful seamless poems that move very, very delicately and almost quietly. And then that after, after the poem ends, you're just left with this quiet and then this rush of just everything you read just comes like crashing in around you. The sense of it, it's they're beautiful. Uh, Human Hours is one of my favorite books. And hasn't she only written like maybe three books? I think it's three. I think. It's yeah. Three. And I love that because I think that she puts a lot of care into what yeah. she's doing. So she's not someone like, oh, I've got to just keep publishing. So, you know, people keep talking about me constantly. I think that she writes and takes her time and does the yeah. thing that she wants yeah. to do. And I think she takes such delicate, careful attention. It's just the attention she pays to the to the thing that she's writing about. Of course, some of the subject matter is very difficult. Um, and the way she works is delicate with difficult subject matter. So that's that's my answer. Excellent. I love it. So on Taylor's album Reputation, she has a song called Gorgeous. What is one of the most gorgeous books, songs, or poems, a poem that you think about gorgeous? So I think of Vivi Francis's poem, Say It, Say It Any Way You Can, Mm. which is this um, really beautiful prose poem. it's a violent but mm. gorgeously rendered mm. um, poem. I'll I'll have to quote some of it to you in the fact check. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So I don't I don't often like. I'm sure you've ran into this. Like you'll publish a poetry book, and people are like, when are you going to write a real book? Like they mean a novel, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, they uh-huh. always mean. So, but this is a Taylor song. It's from the One Chance soundtrack, and it's called Sweeter Than Fiction. So, what's a book of poems? 
that you feel like when you're finished, it's like you feel as like you've you've been as far as like maybe a novel takes you. And I don't think it's it's wrong to say a novel takes you on big full you know journeys across centuries. But what's a what's a book of poems that you think is sweeter than fiction? That just makes you feel like that full, that that complete from reading it. Mm. Oh, I know. Immediately, my mind went to Kathy Lynch's Split. Mm. I just bought that on your recommendation, but I haven't read it yet. Um, it is, it is, it is a novel. There's like characters, there's pieces of story to put together. Mm-hmm. I would definitely give you a content warning. Um, if you're going to read, buy that book and read it and, and everyone should, it's okay. so, so fucking important. And it's Alice James, right? It is Alice James. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when the Norma Farber first book. Oh, too. okay. Yeah. Excellent. So there are a lot of new, new writers on the scene. We have lots and lots of debut writers. Mm-hmm. So Taylor has a song in 1989 mm-hmm. deluxe edition called new romantics. So who would be one of the new, the new people that you're just sort of like really into, um, you know, and I say new meaning more like debut. I know people have been writing and you don't have to be a, have a book out to be a poet. I'm not implying that, but I'm thinking of like, you know, in books and writing, who's somebody or even a, a poem that you just think is like the new romantic and you don't have to use a romantic in the, the romantic poet sense, you know, but you can. Sure. Well, I love the romantics, you know, Samuel Taylor mm-hmm. Coleridge was one of my big first favorites still is one of my, my favorite poets um, to read. And to know about to his biographies mm-hmm. like fascinating. Um, but immediately when you said that, I thought of um Dianelli Antigua. Do you know mm-hmm. her work yet? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. God, I just I am mad about about ugly music. I yeah, think ugly I've, music, it's a great weird title too. Yeah. So I mean it's yes, yes books. First mm-hmm. of all, I think yes, yes books is publishing some of the most important like mm-hmm. poems. Now Lynn Melnick is with them. Mm-hmm. I, I always I, know when I see yes, yes, that something something's going to be happening in that book, right? I see I'm like something's going to be happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanya Gray's Undall. That's a great book too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would say I would say Dianelli Antigua. Um, she pub she we published in Cherry Tree a few of her sad girl sonnets, and I'm just mad about them. Very cool. So also on 1989, Taylor's mm-hmm. song Clean. And I'm not looking at like clean mm. necessarily in content, but who do you think writes poems that are just crisp and clean, like on the page, they're well constructed? You know, it's probably a little bit close to delicate, but I'm I think oh. clean's a little bit more, you know, concise or something. Roger Reeves. Mm. Roger mm. Reeves, that first book, King Me. Yeah. He has a second book coming out, I think this year okay. 2022 okay um and i i can't wait for it but king me i just think like the images the images met the it's like an image system in his poems right the okay. images unfold the mm-hmm. logic of the poem the argument of the poem and they match and also reveal more about the sort of narrative situations too so just the way that those crisp lines Mm-hmm. sort of lay up against each other the the lyric and the narrative elements i mm-hmm. clean 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 poems they're fabulous love it so the next one i want you to think sort of outside because i think your your first impulse is going to be say louise glick oh uh, right and rita dove so yeah long live and i think it's we mm-hmm. will not know what poets are going to be read in 150 years there's no way 
Yeah. But on Taylor's Speak Now album, Long Live, We Will Be Remembered. What's a poet, if you were going to make a bet right now, sort of an unexpected poet, what's a poet you think would will people will be reading in 150 years? Well, I, I don't know if people would expect this or not, but I think Naomi Shabnai. Oh, I love that. That's a really interesting, right? like sort of outside the box. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think she will. I mean, first of all, I think she's a poet. But I, be th- I don't know a single person who has a bad thing to say about Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Nezukumatato told me once that she basically um, started writing because she came across a Naomi Shabnai poem. Wow. Like, on the floor. Like she went into a classroom and like this poem was just laying there and she like picked it up and she's like, what's this? I want to make something like this. Wow. Yeah. And so I think of actually a lot of people's like starting point is, is Naomi Shabnai. Just her poems are incredible, political, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's the business. Excellent. So on Taylor's album, Speak Now, mm-hmm. she has the title song, Speak Now. Who's a poet when they, when you hear them, you're like, speak now, just do it. Speak now. You love it. You, you love what they say. You know, it's going to be truth. You know, they're a truth teller. They're going to go there. Who would that person be for you? I'm kind of thinking this too, in the way, like if I see, if I read the back of a magazine, like I'm in a bookstore and I like mm-hmm. pick up, let's say 10 houses, 10 houses and publishing anymore, which is sad. Um, mm-hmm. But I see like this name on the back. I'm going to immediately open to that page. Mm-hmm. Matthew Olsman. I love Ooh, what an Olsman's inter- I thought you were going to say Joyce Carol. Oh, because <laughs> oh. you, you were looking at Boulevard. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I, that was a joke. That was a joke. We've already talked about her being. Turbid. Yeah, no, I have sewn my oats, sewn them up, threw them away. See you mm-hmm. later, Joyce. No, yeah. So, but Matthew, I don't want to detract from you. I was joking. So ah, hit, right. tell me anything else you want to say about him i don't want to detract i feel uh, matthew olsman is one of those talky poets who again looks like effortless looks like he's just talking right the mm-hmm. voice is just it's so embodied like you mm-hmm. can really imagine this voice in the in the body like speaking now from this reality this lived mm-hmm. experience but every word earns their place on on the page Love that. This is in a similar vein. This is another title song from a Taylor album, Fearless. Who's the most fearless poet that you know, or one of the most fearless poets that you know? And I honestly can't say Aaron Smith, because I think you're a really fearless poet. That's really sweet. I mean, I guess you can. (laughs) (laughs) Hair flip, hair flip, hair flip. I mean, another person is, I've just mentioned, Lynn Melnick mm-hmm. writes about, um, you know, sex work, sex workers, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying not to die. Yeah. Um, just like she confronts very difficult and important subject matter that we just don't talk about enough in our culture. And she makes a space like livable again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I've seen her read and um, she's like, oh, sorry, I have this sad poem to read. And I've done that too. And I I actually told her, like, I wrote to her and like, like you make life bearable mm-hmm. because you write about these things. So yeah, yeah I will, I will say uh, her book, like Landscape with Sex and Violence. So good. It's in she the title. New- so it's right there. Right? Yeah. And she has a new book out called Refuse Nick. Um, which mm. I, I I cannot wait to read. 
Excellent. Oh, and she has a, a, a book of essays, a, book, a nonfiction book coming out um, about Dolly Parton. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so it's gonna cool. Be, it's going to be great. Basically, oh, yeah. Like, it's going to get it's going to get feet, too, because people love Dolly, the Dolly people. And thank you for saying that about writer. me. That's really sweet. I appreciate it. Oh, that. it's really true. It's really true, Aaron. So. Also on the album Speak Now, she has a, a song called Dear John. What's a poet you had to break up with for whatever reason? I mean, maybe I broke up with Skylar before I really even started. So that's mm. not that's not maybe fair. But John Ashbery, I had to break up with him. Finally, you know? just just you got tired I of just like couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I just I, I, I thought like I'm, I'm I've seen every move you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't mind that dance, but like I kind of want to. I know it's there for me to go back to and mm-hmm. reminisce and like, you know, wish that we could have been longer. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, we'll still have those days in Rome, my darling. But you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say I had to, for my own sanity and growth as a poet, I had, because he was such a huge, huge influence on me mm-hmm. and he fucks like sister act too. I heard. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> tune in, tune into our bonus show. That's called John Ashbury fucks. Like, <laughs> you know who I haven't, I mean, like a love that I have not broken up with is, and uh, Gwendolyn Brooks, like I still keep finding new stuff in her mm-hmm. poems, Sylvia Plath, the same way. Uh, it's got to be it's the guys i break up with it's not the women so they are to to go with taylor's fearless album they're they are your forever and always they are yeah i love that and i just kind of pulled that out that wasn't even on the list Hmm. so i decided to bring that for you so then i also think you could say with john ashbury from taylor's album red we are never ever getting back together never ever i'm sorry ever ever yeah maybe one day but Jake so, Gyllenhaal and John Ashbery are going to have to really plead with me. <laughs> <laughs> really plead. <laughs> so I love Taylor's song on Fearless called 15, you know, her famous mm-hmm. song. What, what's like a poem from your youth? Like what's a youth poem that you go back and you think about who you were? It can be as young as you want. It can be young, younger. It can be like early into college. Just a fill your 15 song. Ellen Bass's Tampons. Wow, yeah, what an was, interesting. I love that. I, I mean, it was I, I wish I could say it was like my own discovery, but it was a, a, my, a college class I took, the college class that really like cemented, okay, this is I need to study this. It was contemporary yeah. women poets. And we started with Ellen Bass's tampons. Terry Wittick gave us that poem the first day of class. And I, it blew my hair back and up into the buffon that you see before you. The next one, also on the album Speak Now, Taylor uh-huh. has a song called Mean. What's the meanest poem that you know? A poem that's just mean to the person. You don't have to like it. I know where I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking of one of your former teachers, but I won't lead the witness. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He's um, mean. Yeah, Tony Hoagland is definitely a mean person, and he has poems in which he's pretty mean too. I mean, if you by mean you mean misogynist, homophobic, and racist. However, you right? want to define like, yeah. it. I mean, however sure. you want to define it. That's this poem. I mean, aside from the really shitty uh, 
I mean, it's bad poem too about uh, the the Williams sisters in tennis. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, which I we won't, which we won't be linking to. We will not be linking to. And I'm not even going to say the poem's name. Yeah, don't. Um, I know. Yeah. He, he has this poem about like um, this guy being at a party and everyone's going to sleep and and sort of drunk and this guy like wants to sleep with him and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, I wish it could work out for me that way. And then he says something like, you know, that that would have been a really important night for that guy. And I'm like, you sleeping with you, Tony. I mean, mm-hmm. what a low, a low point. And so I'm like, he was just like, I don't know if it's mean or if it's just so self aggrandizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought, I felt it was really homophobic. Oh, please. And you know, Tony Hoagland was bad and bad. Give me a break. I mean, peace be to his widow. Yeah. So just a couple more. I'll give uh-huh. you the this two. Is the really fun. The annoying two poem warning. Maybe I'll do like more <laughs> of that. So, <clears throat> all right. I, I I won't lead you on this one, but on the album, Brad also, she has a song called All Too Well. And I mean this positively. Mm-hmm. What's a poem that you know all too well? You just know it inside and out, backward and forward. You can hold forth. You love it. What's the all too well poem? Well, I will give you two. It's okay. Sylvia Plath's Daddy. I, can I knew recite- that one. Yeah, I can that. recite that from memory. Um, and then Terrence Hayes's talk. That's an amazing Is it the one in the locker room? Yes. Yeah, that's an intense poem. Where yeah, the I love that guy poem. says a racist, a, a racist phrase. Yeah, it's yep. an intense yeah. poem. Yeah, and I love how he transforms the music from like the N-word that is in the first line mm-hmm. that his his friend M says to him. Um to he then like um, makes a lot of KNs like mm-hmm. knock. Um, mm-hmm. He changes the it linguistically changes that the N word throughout the poem. It's a fascinating, amazing work that he. And does I don't think I've poem. noticed that James Allen Hall. I love that you're like so teaching beautiful. right now. I love it. Yeah. Well, like Pope says something about like the sound must be an echo to the sense, or the sense must be a, an echo to the sound. Mm-hmm. And I really think about that a lot. How the how. Both of those poets, actually, Plath and Hayes, use sound to reinforce sense or to sort of like prefigure what the poem mm-hmm. is going to mean. It's incredible. I love them. Excellent. And Pope, not the Pope who said you should have um, children instead of pets. No. <laughs> I'm joking. No. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck no, I want to have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that the. Yeah, what's that about? I right? know you're going to say so they have more children to molest. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the right? truth. It's true. Like, yeah. Oh my or gosh. So are are priests fucking cats now? You belong with me. That is from the album Fearless. What is just the poet poem that just belongs with you? It just rides shotgun at your ride or die. You belong with me. It has to be the poem. Anything, poem, book, person, anything. You belong with me. I sometimes will carry around uh, Lily Huang's bestiary. Mm-hmm. I love. I think that. I mean, it's Cleveland it's, essays, right? Cleveland, Cleveland yeah, essays. They're yeah. great. Um, it's such. A, first of all, the book design is beautiful, mm-hmm. but like the, it is a gorgeous book. Yeah, the sentence sentences are so beautifully, beautifully made that I will carry that with me. Yeah, and maybe, maybe even like I'm obsessed with Sharon Olds's book. Satan says too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many that we carry with us, or that, that I yeah. I feel like if the book somehow left the world, part of myself would also mm-hmm. have to raise yeah. off this earth, you know? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. And so, 
I feel like Annie Allen is that way too for me. Mm, mm-hmm. And here's the last one. And this okay. gives you a little room to be shady if you want to. You don't have mm. to. It can go old, contemporary. Bad blood. <laughs> what is the best literary feud? It can be current, whatever. It can be you. It can be between poets you know. It can be, between, be an old story. What's so, the bad blood? So I don't. I'm, I've always been fascinated with the story of, um, of Robert Lowell proposing in a letter to Elizabeth Bishop. I don't know this, so tell me. Yeah, so he he wrote her a letter and like proposed to her, like said they should get married and that he'd always loved her or something, and she never, to to our knowledge anyway, she never answered that question. She was and, a lesbian. Well, and before, so I found out this story before I knew that she was gay. Okay. Right. So I didn't know. I mean, like I'd read so much of Elizabeth Bishop without knowing that she was gay. And so I started, I was reading the letters and I was like, why wouldn't she answer this? And mm. then I read a biography and then I was like, oh, that's why she didn't answer this because she was with someone and that person was a woman. And he must have known that. What kind of proposal was it? Like, was it a I mean, real sincere? Like, I don't, I think it was at the end of, from what I remember, it's at the end of a letter, towards the end of a letter. I think it was when he was, had, had um, checked himself in mm, to what yeah. they, at that in those days called the asylum. Mm-hmm, right. Sure. Um, so, you know, I always just sort of wondered, was she, was the, was the, not answering sort of just like, oh, he's not serious. And, and maybe he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or was it like, bitch, you know, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Can't you accept this? Yeah. Right. Wow. Or, 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 you know, was it just like a shrug off of like, well, he's, you know, he's ill right now. You know, I always wondered, I mean, they didn't have, they mm-hmm. continued their friendship. Yeah. Right. Um, but I just think about that moment mm-hmm. of, I, I mean, maybe because I also think of like how people refuse to acknowledge my, my relationship, mm. um, or my gayness, mm-hmm. which is why whenever, like, I remember getting this like mail from like, you know, spam mail in my mailbox in Houston, when I was living there from playboy, I wrote back very gay return to sender. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, you. I just like, I just cannot, I really don't like being erased in those sorts of ways. Like, yeah. just like assuming that we'll like, roll the dice. There's a 90% chance that it's going to be a straight guy or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. So I, one of my favorites, I want to throw this in. Yeah. This is, this is famous. And it's like, it's when O'Hara was giving a reading. You probably know it. And Jack Kerouac shouted out, you're ruining America, American poetry. <gasps> and O'Hara famously shot back. That's more than you ever did for it. <laughs> Welcome to the fact check for Taylor's version. This was a fun episode. It's so funny. I was trying to wipe my screen off, but it's something on your wall. Like it's not on my computer screen. It's on your wall. It's like a, a, a light switch or something. It's so funny. But yes, this is Taylor's version. 
And yeah, so what do we have to correct for the listeners? Well, I say that by V. Francis's poem, Say It, Say It Any Way You Can, is a prose poem. It is not a prose poem. It appears in her second book, Horse in the Dark. Okay. And we mentioned Roger Reeves' second book, and it is called Best Barbarian, and it will be available from Norton as of March 22, 2022. And Lynn Melnick has two books releasing this year. Uh, First is Refusenik Poems from Yes, Yes. And then I've had to think up a way to survive on trauma, persistence, and Dolly Parton, which is memoir essays. Uh, It's forthcoming from University of Texas Press's American Music series. And she has two previous books of poems. Did the American Music also do a Tribe Called Quest book? Yeah, Go Ahead in the Rain from Hanif Abdurraqib. They did indeed. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Catherine Barnett, who's a Taurus, um, has written, as I said, three books so far, the last of which is The Human Hours from Grey Wolf Press. And in 1957, Lowell confessed to Bishop that marriage to her was, quote, the might have been for me, the one towering change, the other life that might have been had. Neither ever mentioned the matter again. Um, it's funny to me that him just saying you were my might have been is like a proposal to me. <laughs> that would be like how someone could, I would have been like, yes, take me, Robert. <laughs> it's it's almost like hearing you say that you've slept with women before. <laughs> it's like, really? As you're like what? waving your, as you're like, you know, putting your hand over and flipping my your wrist on swivel. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, then I also mentioned the Kerouac O'Hara exchanged exchange, and it is true. And again, Frank O'Hara was giving a poetry reading with the beat poet Gregory Corso, and they were at the Living Theatre in New York. <laughs> Kerouac was drunk, and apparently he was like being homophobic, and he was um, jealous of Corso giving like a a lot of um, high regard to O'Hara, which he should have been giving to um, (laughs) O'Hara because he's great. And then he did indeed shout, you're ruining American poetry, O'Hara and and, um, O'Hara famously shot back. That's more than you ever did for it. That's more than you ever did for Aaron Smith. We didn't know Kerouac wrote 800 pages of poems, so fuck off. (laughs) Not a single one is in Rita Dove's anthology. Exactly. So we hope that you... I have to get us out of here <laughs> before we run out of time. I hope you enjoy <laughs> Taylor's version. I hope you enjoy me ruining American poetry. Bye. Bottom. <laughs> I didn't know you said you get long. I was like, I gotta get out of here, bitch. Hey, everyone. If you like today's breaking form, please go to the Apple Store and review us with five stars. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at BreakingFormPod, and be sure to check the show notes for references. And remember, we're not for everyone. Are priests fucking cats now?